0: Thank you for listening to
1: TMA's Practice Well Podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans.
0: Welcome, and thank you for joining us for Change Management. I am Lena Loomis, the Publications Manager for TMA Practice Management Education. Our speaker today is Heather Bettridge, the Associate Vice President of Practice Management Services at the Texas Medical Association.
1: Hello, Heather. Hello. Hello.
0: A few things to cover before we get started. A link to additional resources are available in the material section. In accordance with CME requirements, please note the content of this material does not relate to any product of a commercial interest. Therefore, there are no relevant financial relationships to disclose. Next, please understand that TMA provides this information as general information. This is not a substitute for the advice of an attorney. I'll now turn the program over to Heather.
1: Thank you. This is Heather Betridge, and as Lena mentioned, I am Associate Vice President of TMA's Practice Management Services, and we provide hands-on customized consulting assistance to physicians and their staff on an array of challenges that practices face on a daily basis, including revenue cycle management, practice operations, coding and documentation, compliance, and so on. Today I'm speaking on managing change in your practice. Let me first give you a glimpse into um, our agenda. I'll be providing an overview of what change management is an overview of the ADCAR model for change, and then a few tips for success. So, what does change management mean? In the broadest of definitions, it's the management of change within a business. It encompasses all of the steps we take to prepare, support, and help make some sort of change. And this can sometimes be a complex and difficult process. And sometimes it requires new ways of thinking and new tools. But change starts with awareness. It has an end in mind, is a structured process, and doesn't just focus on the project at hand. It encompasses the project and the people it involves. So change comes to life on two dimensions. We have the project side of change and the people side of change. And the reality is that Successful organizational change only happens when the people change. There's many different change management models out there. Like we've all heard of the plan, study, do, act model, right? The one we'll be briefly talking about today is the ADCAR model, which has a goal of being sequential or doing things um, having things being accomplished in some sort of order, as well as cumulative, where things build off of one another. By breaking down a change into the people and project parts of the ADCAR model, you'll be able to see where and why a change is not working well. And at that point, you can address the challenges and provide effective coaching for employees, and take the necessary steps to improve the success and outcome of your change. And I'm going to focus mostly uh, in the people dimension, but within the project dimension for change, you need to first identify the business need or opportunity. So, for example, you might be thinking about implementing telemedicine. Define the project. What is the scope of the change and objectives you're trying to achieve? You'll need to design the solution with processes, systems and maybe organizational structure and then develop those new processes and systems. So how will you actually go about maneuvering within the process? And then you'll implement it into your practice and then measure outcomes. Did you really achieve or change what you intended? With all this being said, even the best designed project plan, the most commonly cited reason for project failure is problems with the people side of change. That's where I'm going to focus today. And we'll talk about each of these in greater detail But within the people dimension of change, everyone involved should have awareness of the reasons for change, the desire to engage and participate, knowledge uh, about how to change, and the ability to implement the change and then have reinforcement to um, ensure that the change sticks. So starting with awareness, what might staff say or think if they aren't aware that a change is coming down the pipeline maybe this is a waste of time everything was working just fine before or they never tell us what's going on you know it's it's a natural human reaction to change to question and resist even in the best of circumstances so creating awareness amongst your staff is critical to overcoming resistance. Awareness doesn't mean just telling staff that change is coming, right? It's sharing why, so they can better understand why are you implementing telemedicine? You might share patients expect more from practices these days, or patients have specifically requested a telemedicine visit or the practice is losing patients because you don't offer telemedicine. And when your staff is armed with awareness, they may still have low desire to help make a change happen. They might ask or say, what's in it for me? I seriously doubt this is going to happen. Each staff member will have their own reasons for their level of desire because everyone's personal motivators or challenges contribute to their level of desire. And some of these may not even be related to the change so the best person to help resistant staff and help talk through the change to get desire up is their direct manager or maybe another staff member that they trust whoever is able to uh, translate the change into the staff members personal context so for example You may have a staff member who is a single parent. Put this change into a scenario that would help them in their life. Like, wouldn't a practice offering telemedicine help you when your baby gets sick? You could see the doctor after work hours, and you wouldn't have to use your accrued time off or lose pay. Only after staff's awareness and desire are established should you begin providing detailed information of how to make this change happen or arm them with the knowledge? So knowledge represents the information, training, and education necessary to know how to make the change happen. And this includes behaviors and skills, processes, tools and systems, roles and responsibilities. But don't get to this point and waste the time, energy, and money on training if staff are not engaged because they're not going to absorb the information. But if they are, there are several ways to develop knowledge. And that includes um, hands-on training, self-paced learning modules, online user forums, and cheat sheets that can be used. So after you help Staff gain intellectual understanding, that knowledge, like how to navigate the software, how to work the equipment, establishing new processes and workflow. There may be a gap between that knowledge and ability, right? Because knowledge is knowing what to do. Ability is being able to actually put that knowledge into practice and doing it. If a staff member has the knowledge but not the ability, you might hear things like, it makes sense on paper, but I can't get it to work. Or, oh my goodness, there's so many clicks. This takes me twice as long. So to bridge that gap, let staff practice before going live. So for our telemedicine example, everyone has a Peter patient or a Mr. Test in their EHR system. Role play a telemedicine encounter. Take turns being Peter patient and the practice employee and the physician. This will allow staff to try it, make mistakes, and then ask questions in a safe environment. It'll help them get comfortable. Demonstrated ability to work within a telemedicine platform in a live, real-world situation is where the change is actually going to take place. And then reinforcement. Reinforcement to implement and keep the change in place. You know, our brains are wired for habit. We are physiologically programmed to revert to old habits if new ones or changes are not repeated. So when reinforcement is not in place, that's when you see staff using workarounds like um, manually entering data into an old Excel spreadsheet instead of trusting the practice management system to automatically generate the report. So to reinforce change, you need to monitor whether the change is being sustained or not. Who's logging in, following workflows and doing it successfully? And if so, you celebrate. Recognize those who are and what they've accomplished. Positive recognition goes a long way If you find staff reverting to old habits though, sit down with them and find out what the barriers are. Do they need more training, uh, more practice? Is the workflow problematic? Does the process need to be tweaked? But reinforcement confirms that staff are expected to work uh, work with the changes that were put into place and it holds them accountable. And lastly, a a couple of tips for success. Know that it can take time to change attitudes and behaviors. It doesn't happen overnight and sometimes takes longer than expected. Remember, change is a process, not a one-time event. Change management can also be started too early. You don't want to allow too much time to allow stress and anxiety to build or clicks to form or um, break room gossip to start. Start from the top and work your way down. Get your managers and supervisors on board first, or staff who are known leaders within the practice, and then utilize them to help get their direct reports and team members on board. And no matter how clear your change message may be, it may not be. Um, it, it may not immediately resonate with some staff whether it's fear or lack of skills, or just because change is hard. Things won't always go as planned, and there may be learning curves along the way. So listen to your staff. They're in the best positions to identify obstacles and share what's working and what's not. So ask for their opinions. Look to them to provide alternate or possible solutions. And with that, I'll close with a quote from Benjamin Franklin as it does tails nicely with this discussion. Tell me and I forget. Teach me and I remember. Involve me and I learn. Tell staff to bring awareness of the change, but don't stop there. Teach them by arming them with the knowledge necessary to change and involve them through the entire process. Doing this and staff will start taking ownership. It'll also show that you value their input and it'll help build and staff morale within your practice in the long run. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Heather. For those that would like to claim CME credit for this podcast, go to www.texmed.org slash CME to go. Register and complete the CME requirements for today's podcast. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to having you back at the next program.